You found us. Welcome to the Hull Minster Podcast, a church in the centre of Hull. Your place to worship, enjoy, explore and to belong. If you'd like more information in how you can get involved, visit our website at www.hullminster.org. So Eve began this series last week uh, looking at the book of Galatians, sharing an overview of this incredible book a book that Paul wrote really passionately to the churches in Galatia. This second chapter highlights the good news, the grasment that Paul is sharing with the churches. Paul insists that through trusting in Jesus, whose faithfulness both as God and to God brought about rescue from the present age of evil, that Gentiles as as well as Jews experience the gifts of God's Spirit and the promise of life with God. And this book, this letter, is also an incredibly honest letter that Paul wrote, one which shares of the challenging dynamics we have as trying to live together according to God's calling today in our lives, just as Paul and Peter experienced 2,000 years ago as they grappled theologically and socially. So we read here in chapter 2 in verse 16 that a person is not justified by the works of the law. It's important not to skirt over this statement about the law because this is referring to the Jewish Torah. So the only way to be justified is through sheer hard work, the law are your focus, you were to do everything the law commanded, and to resist all the law forbids. This included moral and ceremonial law, that circumcision and joining the Jewish church was an expectation, that you must study the scriptures, that you should pray and fast, if you do all these things, then you'll make the grade, that you will have earned God's acceptance. You will be justified by the works of the law. That is, if you work hard, you will succeed, and you'll win over your own salvation. And it was John Stott, a Christian commentator, that wrote this. He says, the law has a hold on people. It's old law. It has a hold on the average person in the street. He says it's the fundamental principle of every religious and moral system in the world, except for modern-day New Testament Christianity. And it's this New Testament Christianity, the reason we gather here tonight, this is what Paul was highlighting in verse 16. We are the exception to the rule. We've heard and seen the revelation. When we read in verse 16, that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus who came into this world to live and to die. In his life, his obedience to the law, it was perfect. Unlike anyone else who's ever tried since to live perfectly in the law, nobody has ever been justified by the works of the law. If we look into our hearts, if we read our thoughts, examine our motives, probably at times all of us can recognise those moments where we've broken this law. And that's why in the death on the cross. In his death he suffered for our disobedience. On the cross he died for our law-breaking, since the penalty for disobedience to the law was death. And here Paul is taking a summary of the gospel to those people in Galatia. Just as we too can hear this as a summary of the gospel tonight. The truth that faith in Jesus is not about works, 
nor about intellect conviction or proving ourselves, but it's about personal commitment to Jesus. It's about turning to him for refuge, calling on his name for mercy. And perhaps you've heard this invitation, this invitation to a personal commitment in Jesus before. Perhaps you've made that very commitment. I guess even if you think you've heard all of this before, just remember in this passage that Peter too needed to learn more about what it means to be justified. I've been challenged as I've prepared to speak tonight. I can imagine it was a tense environment as Paul clashed and challenged Peter. It happened as we read in verse 14, in front of them all. It was actually a dispute about cleanliness, rooted again in the old law, because you had to be clean to worship God. The Jews couldn't eat with Gentiles. Peter had fallen into the trap, and he was choosing not to eat with the Gentiles. And then Paul decides, rather than taking him aside, he declares in front of them all that in Christ we are clean. He was reminding Peter of the revelation that he'd previously learnt and no doubt trying to share that truth with all the other people who were gathered in the room. And one reason this passage challenged me is that I often think of Christ as being one who makes us clean, one who is clean and freeing us from our sinful thoughts and habits. And yes, we pray that and yes, that's all true. But this revelation is about more than being simply clean. In fact, here... Here Paul writes that we as New Testament Christians are justified by faith in Christ. And that means that in Jesus, though we are sinners, we are not under condemnation. God has chosen to accept us despite our sin. And that we become, we're made righteous because we are acceptable to God. It's no longer, it's not about proving ourselves through cleanliness or seemingly doing good godly living. God sees through us and he chooses to accept us despite our mess, despite our sin. Justification of faith isn't about words or about what we ought to do. It's about what Jesus So one reason this passage challenged me is that I often think of Christ as being one who makes us clean. One who's cleansing and freeing us from our sinful thoughts, from our sinful habits. And yes, that's all true. But this revelation is about more than being simply clean. In fact, here Paul writes that we as New Testament Christians are justified by faith in Christ. It means that in Jesus, though we're sinners, we are not under condemnation. That God accepts us despite our mess, despite our sin. We become righteous because we are acceptable to God. It's not about proving ourselves through cleanliness or seemingly good godly living. God sees through us and chooses to accept us despite our sin. Justification by faith is not about works or about what we ought to do, but about what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has done for you, what he's done for me, for us. That he has chosen to suffer and die to deliver us from sin and death. And another revelation in this passage comes from verse 19. Verse 9, chapter 2, says this. For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. As Paul reflects on how someone who is truly justified by faith will view life. In dying to the law, 
we can now live for God. We can be very moral and good, but by doing it all selfishly for ourselves and not for God. It's a trap that we all, we can all fall into. Or we've all been there perhaps, even just last week or maybe all the way back in childhood. Those times when we obey someone because there's a reward at the end of it. We're going to gain something. When we can get something out of someone by doing things their way. Well, it was just like that here with Paul. When he was obeying God without knowing he was accepted. He was obeying God to get a reward, not out of sheer love for God himself. And yet experience, and he declared here in the, in the book of Galatians, when we're justified by faith, the perspective completely shifts. And that's when we have a far greater motive for being obedient New Testament Christians. As Paul says in verse 20, living for the one who loved me and gave himself for me. So as we journey through the letter to the Galatian church this term, we'll pick up this theme of being justified by faith again. But I just want to finish by thinking about Peter and how he reflects us, perhaps. Because when we think about life, our lives, they've all had ups and downs, setbacks and peaks. You might be in a positive place right now, or you might have come here tonight in an incredibly low place for a great number of reasons. And we want to be able to pray into that because our faith life in all of that isn't just for us when we're in a good place. Nor is it just a momentary thing or for a season when we're in a, in a particularly low place. If we take it seriously, this personal commitment of faith, it's a lifelong commitment. It's in the, in the highs and the lows. And at the end of this passage, it's worth remembering that Paul is still speaking to Peter. He finishes by reminding Peter that the Christian life is about living in line with the gospel throughout the whole of life for the whole lives. We're called to go on as Christians since we became Christians. Ultimately, Christ will do everything for you or he'll do nothing for you. But you can't combine good merit and God's grace. Otherwise, as we read in verse 21, if at any point or in any way righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So to trust in Jesus is to become united to him, to walk our daily lives here in Hull, to walk our lives with him, justified by faith. If you are in Christ, or if you want to pray a commitment right now, I want to invite you to say these words in your hearts as a prayer, a prayer of personal commitment to God. These are the words from verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to one of our sermons. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, then follow us on social media or visit our website, www.holminster.org.